0: This is Aaron Ashley Simon. This is
1: Brandon Killaby H. All.
0: And today we have an emergency episode. It's an emergency. Too much is going on.
1: (laughs) Way (laughs) too much is going on. Everyone just settle the fuck down. It's a lot going on right now.
0: Yeah, so we felt like uh, doing this emergency episode because we were asked about various topics. Mm -hmm. Drake... Pusha, Pusha T's diss track. Yeah. Recent Roseanne, breaking news, cancellation of the show. Can't say I'm surprised. Uh, and Kim visiting Trump.
1: Yeah, That one took me for a loop, I will say. <sighs> I Like, I have a lot of uh, questions, but, um, I mean, first and foremost, well, before we get into it, <laughs> before we get into it, <laughs> uh, this is Brandon Kilby, y'all, and I, I just want to say that I'm I'm excited for your deep dive today. Who me? Yes, I am excited. Okay. I am excited for your deep dive. I, I know that you are the journalistic guru. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited. So let's get into Roseanne first. Okay. Um they got the fuck out of here. That's <laughs> what I mean. It's pure and simple. Um it was coming. Yeah, like uh our, our are we surprised by this, though? Like, really think about it. Like, just her history and, and what Roseanne represents. Like, we talked about this on an on early episode, too, about how she just really, um, she shows her true colors a lot of times, especially yeah. on the show. Like, a lot we were talking about whether these were really her views on the show um, versus her in person. I mean, I guess that's kind of come to light now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, she's she's previously have made racist comments and tweets before, so this is nothing new. That's why I was like, it's just a matter of time. And for those who don't know, what really struck a chord was when she referred to a former Obama aide, Valerie Jarrett, who is a black woman, she referred to her as an ape. Yeah. Like, really? And then you think that no repercussion's going to happen? And of course, the worst thing that, you know, Obviously, like it's like one of the executives for ABC is she's black. Yeah. So yeah. if you thought that you were gonna slide that on in, you crazy. And then the fact that she tried to blame it on Ambien. What? Well, well that was
1: my thing. You can't <laughs> you can't blame it on Ambien. That's almost as bad as uh uh the, this guy from the Cavs talking about I was pressured. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was pressured into doing these things. Sam, <laughs> knock it off. You were a closet racist that slipped up on the late night, and thought you could tweet something so comfortably, and now, here we are.
0: Yo, could you imagine those uh, drug commercials? Side effects include diarrhea, throwing up, and a tad bit of racism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what's happening right now? Like, what I do feel bad for, I will say, um, is the uh, the cast. Yes. The cast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, th- I thought it was cool to see them all together again and, and you know, that show had had history and had a, a huge run, and for them to be brought back for the tenth season, I was like, "Oh shit!" That, you know what I'm saying? That's dope. Even yeah. though you know you had the views of uh, her views on gay folks and and with the with the the, the sun and then uh, of course her political views uh, with Trump, that then were went easily from you know the real thing to her views to now trending in over or dripping in over to the show, but. All in all, I, I, you know, I was happy to see that show back together and, and, you know, just it's a historic show. And then when those tweets came out, I, I didn't know what was happening. Like the group chat was lit. Like y'all was telling me what was <laughs> happening. I'm like, wait, what? What's happening right now? And then I went and read the comments and I was like, oh, man, that shit is just in bad taste. Um, just in horrible taste. I can't think of the, um, the daughter. What's her name? What's her name? The one with the black hair. What's her name? She she uh, she stood up about it though. She, yeah. she said that it was, you know, obviously inappropriate, and she was really disappointed. And, and you know, she, they they all, fr- um, you know, shunned the idea of of these thoughts. So I like that they all uh band together, kind of against Roseanne, like yo fam, what the, what was that? Like what was yeah.
0: that? Yeah, yo, everyone was just like, nah, we're not even with it. Like for example, the come the the makers of ambient they put out a statement. That they were just like, you know, people of all races, religions, and nationalities work at Sanofi every day to improve the lives of people around the world. While all pharmaceutical treatments have side effects, racism is not a known side effect of yeah. any Sanofi medications. And it just shows that, like, for for like for only so long, can you try and hide behind your yeah. raci- racist, you know, Donald Trump support? Mm-hmm. You th- like. I think what people are starting to understand is like, yeah, of course, Donald Trump and his situation brought up such racial tension division, everything like that, but only for so long can you even like do this because we've seen a lot of brands, we've seen a lot of people who had to either apologize, who got cancelled, something I canceled with them, like you would think that. You know, it, it just seemed like she thought that she was invincible in a sense by yeah. just being constantly racist, constantly saying things. And I said in the group chat, I was like, when, it, when it's like a gray area thing, sometimes companies don't touch it. But this was blatantly obvious. Like, this was blatantly racist. Like, they could not ignore this.
1: Yeah, I think um, they did a great job. They acted extremely quickly, um, as you should. You know, I, I wonder, though, if, you know, if it wasn't uh, the fact that it was a... Um, a black woman in charge, would they have acted the, the, you know, the same way with the sense of urgency that they did?
0: I don't know, but my thing too is, this. I guess this is the kind of like the main question. It's like they reacted to this, but why do they pull out the Colin Kaepernick themed episode for Blackish?
1: Well, that was that was my thing too. I think, and I thought a lot about it. I think they just didn't want to at the time be be messy or or be. Aligned with something like that
0: oh, And look what they got aligned with and,
1: and that was my thing it, <laughs> it came back to bite him in the ass You know what I'm saying The blackish for those people That haven't seen that episode It's a very powerful episode About kneeling and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, That it, it leaked a while ago But um, ABC They never you know Went through with the episode um, And then you know a few months later you now have Roseanne back on the air <laughs> and <then> now <laughs> you're doing some other shit so I think um, it showed a fairness and I like that about the network that I really have the respect for them now you know what I mean like they could have yeah. easily just apologized like most organizations do they could have easily just yeah. you know mind you the the ratings for the show um were really really strong ratings, even yeah. though uh, I I did read some articles saying that the ratings were did not do as well as they anticipated it to do. Yeah. So a lot of people were saying like, all right, well, this is their this is their opportunity to get them off the network regardless. But I mean, for them to come back for the tenth season and and to kind of just put this together, yeah, it's pretty strong ratings.
0: Well, also, like, the first episode obviously did really well. I mean, but I always tell people you can't really judge a series based on the first episode because everyone's curious. Roseanne was, you know, was an old show. Nostalgia's into play. So, of course, people are going to go and see what it looks like. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I... my my question honestly is someone needs to tell me because I did not watch that show. Yo, what's the deal with the only sole little black girl? Like, whose child is that? Why is she there? It was
1: never explained.
0: <laughs> like she just showed up. I'm like in the in the promo uh, photos, like everybody, and then one black child.
1: Yeah, it was never explained. Um, I, I still don't know. But again, I only watched maybe three episodes or something. Like, yeah, it was like three episodes I watched. Yeah. Um. So I, I really don't know, but that was my first question. I was like, "Yo, who's this little black boy? Like, why is he just roaming around the house? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like was he adopted or like what happened?" And, and it, to my knowledge, it was never really explained. But at this point, who really gives a fuck? Because it's off the air. So um, kudos to ABC, man. That, Somebody
0: pick up that child for acting gig.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that, I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad. I do, like I said, I'm, um, I do feel bad. Oh yeah. For. Um, for the cast, though. It's, it's unfortunate. You know what the I mean?
0: Cats, like, the cast, crew, the crew, everybody. Like every, everyone
1: that goes into the uh, production aspect and the, the show aspect of this, it's, it's unfortunate. But justice served. Fuck it. Yeah. Don't be selfish. Don't be racist. Word. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> Things are heating up.
0: Oh <laughs> Things yes are they heating are. up. Always. Every day, seems like.
1: So, if you've been following, uh, number one again, this is an emergency podcast from our fam base. Uh, they wanted us to do this considering these these new developments yes. that have come to light. Uh, if you've been following last episode, we talked a lot about um, obviously the Drake and uh, Pusha feud, as far as you know what the angles were, what we what we found out about it, and where we thought it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, did you did you see Pusha going this? It's hard. Like, I mean, pause. Um, <laughs> wow, caught that one. Um tell me what tell me your, your initial thoughts. Cause mind you, the group chat has been popping. I fell asleep like a fucking old wash man. And then all I see is Aaron's text, like, yo. And once you see mad O's, you know some crazy shit happened. I'm like, oh man, what'd I miss? And then I and then I heard the record. So I was like, oh man. So what what were your initial reactions first and foremost?
0: Uh, I'm not surprised that Pusha T went that hard I mean first off you can't you know, include someone's fiance in a track and not expect for the, the repercussions or the, uh, distract from that individual to not be personal yeah. when you even make it even subtly personal, it's personal. Yeah. Um, but then also if you think about it, just like the caliber of artists that push a T is, and is, and from the air that he's used to, and probably the artists that he looks up to, I mean, he referenced it in the track about, you know, uh, he's only falling behind two ghosts, which can be referring to Biggie and Pac. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that sense, it's like think about the beast back then. Like, if people thought the stuff that he said was bad, like Tupac said some worse stuff.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm, I'm twofold. Like, why? Number one, I think uh, Pusha did an amazing job with this record. Let, mm-hmm. me, let me be clear. Like,
0: he did his investigation. That's.
1: I factored in two things. The first one I factored, and I was having this conversation with someone who shall remain, uh, remain nameless, but they said, yo, it's over for Drake. And I said, huh? I said, why do you say that? I said, Drake is the biggest thing in music right now. Like, how yeah. can you say that? And then he said, there's nothing more negative and people hate right now more than anything than a childless father. Mm. And I thought about it. Drake may have a, a rough ride with this one. Like, when I really thought about it, Push is really attacking his integrity, like, mm-hmm. really head on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a major thing. Yeah. To not accept your kid. Like, so. Good um, question, I, though.
0: Would, how, I mean, how much would that really affect Drake if you think about it? You know, his fan base. Could probably say it's 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 high portion of them are, are white yeah so i'm also thinking about adding that into consideration too if if people have an issue with uh, with uh having children that don't have followers or followers not being the picture how would that really affect him if he has a big fan base you know predominantly in like you know the white audience which i'm definitely going to be addressing and talking about later yeah. on there's there's so much there's subtlety so much. and yeah, just like metaphors so and symbolism within this, intentionally and unintentionally, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still, I honestly, I'm still dissecting this record to see how I feel. Like, I'm, I'm again. Um, I was tweeting about this actively just because you know we're all hip hop heads, and um, the tick 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 line, for me, with uh, mm. going at 40 on 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 listen, you're supposed to do it like. If if you if you really are with the shits and, yeah. and you really are you don't care the outcome and it seems like Pusha does not care about the outcome mm-hmm. if, considering he went this route, um, everybody gotta get it. It's it's beef. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it there's there you gotta you're not taking any prisoners. Everyone dies. Everyone. But that's that's the, the thing I always think about with, with beef, uh especially with artists, is it's everyone now becomes susceptible to the repercussions of what the opposing team can say about you like yeah. everyone is, is everyone can be touched you could be out minding your business you mm-hmm. could have been a distant relative of of drake yeah. and they could have they could they'll find dirt on you and the yeah. internet will provide it.
0: <laughs> yeah the fans are like they're mini investigators yeah. it's
1: crazy but but that's the thing you think about it uh, fans they 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 want the beef to continue because it's pure entertainment it's pure hip-hop at its finest you know what I mean um so that and that's the hip-hop side of me right Mm -hmm. I I, because I get the approach yeah push is like I'm not playing for keeps I'm going straight for the jugular I don't care what anyone says whatever on the flip side um I do think it was a low blow um 40 don't bother nobody (laughs) like
0: but I mean you can also say that like What about when Drake was going at um, Kid Cudi with his depression and mental health? Yeah. Although there was a little bit of an issue with Kid Cudi and Good Music and Kanye, he still is an affiliate of the music. music and yeah. now with Kanye and him coming out with a project mm-hmm. like that's something that like is, isn't going to leave your mind yeah, you know yeah. it's, it's kind of like when like even if you're not it could be your dog or even someone that you know if they're affiliated with the group and you guys are tight knit or you guys are kind of like looking out for each other you're going to keep that you're always going to keep that the mm-hmm. same way that 40 is for Drake it's like yeah. if you're going to talk about someone else's or someone close to you, or someone that's affiliated with you, and their health issues or anything like that, like expect for the same thing to come back.
1: Yeah, um, I think about the same thing with Sophie and the, and the kid of though. Like, mm-hmm. that—that's um, that kid is gonna have to now. Hit, you know, that shit will never. You know, as he grows up, he'll never kind of escape these things, and she won't either. Like, she was chilling, she was quiet. You know what I'm saying? You hadn't heard yeah. about it. Like, I—I I knew a lot about this story just because of other other things and, yeah. and, and people talking, but um, I, I did forget about it. I did. And that's how quickly media does things, and that's how quickly they uh, Drake's team, they, they did a good job of the cleanup. Yeah. I just don't think they cleaned up enough, because <laughs> obviously uh, Push did his due diligence and was able to dig up everything mm-hmm. and then some. So um, I don't know, man. I, I just, um, I, I will say, though, um, a lot of people don't know that, uh, but the, uh, what Drake said, or what Pusha said, rather, in the record about, um, giving this kid a press run, Adidas press run, that's a real thing. Apparently, um, Adonis is his son's name, Mm -hmm. and he is, um, that's the name of the, uh, new sneaker line that Drake is coming out with, um, on Adidas. So does, my question to you is, does, does this now foil uh drake's surprise rollout because again no one knew about any of this
0: it can it can you know i don't i don't know like i have such an extensive breakdown y'all i did my research yeah i'm I'm, i don't know if you want me to go through it i i
1: I do i do (laughs) i'm i'm shaking i want to know what do what do you think
0: okay so even before the whole adidas situation there's the, 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 the verses and, and things that were going on within his diss track, they are indirectly and directly kind of tied to one another. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make sense based off of certain lines that I've come across that I thought were really some of the standout, hard-hitting lines. So, of course, like, all right, we're going to break that down. So one that really stood out to me was the one he said, confused, always felt you weren't black enough, afraid to grow it because your fro wouldn't nap enough. Mm-hmm. Now, me, personally... I was like, oh, damn, because I I understand, you know, Drake actually previously mentioned how his afro grown out is horrible. But in the same interview, he actually also talked about how he was a Clips fan Mm -hmm. and he bought a mic that had the signature on it, even though he didn't know it was a signature, if it was or not. And he utilized the mic for performances until it rubbed out. Um, and he has been known to talk about having the identity issues growing up, not feeling black enough, which I understand. Mm-hmm. I completely get, you know, I I am part Latin, part black, a little bit of other stuff. But I have had, you know, both sides of, this, uh, of the spectrum. You know, you're not you're always, you don't speak Spanish fluently. You're not Hispanic yeah. or oh, you're you. You talk white. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not black enough. I I've been there. I get yeah. it. But. Oh, well, and he also talked about, before I even get there, he, he t- <clears throat> referenced this in You and the Six. I used to get teased for being black, and now I'm here and not black enough. Tie that back to the story of OJ, which yeah. is the production. Mm-hmm. Talks about identity issues, black culture. But interestingly enough, there are certain points that he makes about Drake. You can also tie that back to Kanye. This identity issue, the black culture, um looking at yourself as not part of the black culture mm-hmm. no he's like you know oj refer- referring to him not being black he's oj
1: yeah can,
0: can't we say a similar kind of concept when it comes to Kanye? Not that he outwardly said he's not black, but just the way that he's moving. Like you said in the previous episode, it's very similar to OJ.
1: Definitely. Definitely. I see, I see where you're going here. I like where you had that kid. Yeah,
0: it's all it's all tied in. And, and it's crazy because, like, every time, you know, some of the verses I was looking at and how it's tied to Drake, in the back of my head, I'm like, yo, but this could also be applied to Kanye too, mm-hmm. whether he realizes it or not, in a sense. So from there, of course, the blackface. Yeah. That caused such an uproar. Um, I mean, of course, it, it should cause an uproar, because if you see any artist having a blackface, you know that's tied to such a negative connotation, which, of course, I'm going to dive into for those who don't know. Yeah. Um, but there is something behind it. There is something specifically behind mm-hmm. it. And I think Lupe Fiasco even pointed it out, too. So blackface was tied to a Toronto line called Two Black Guys. Um, this kind of goes back to 2018. This clothing line portrays the Jim Crow and the Brown versus.
1: 2008. Oh,
0: 2008. Yeah. Yes, 2008. Um, this line portrayed the Jim Crow and Brown versus Board shirt. And it was referred to as the Jim Crow Couture. Yeah. That is
1: wild. Which is crazy. <laughs> Which is crazy. That
0: is wild. Um, two black guys, uh, their tagline was, two black guys aim to represent the black experience in an unapologi- unapologetic way. Focus an artistic critic of the government endorsed systematic and racial oppression. Basically, they utilize things like the Jim Crow and also other laws that kind of held or, or kept black people back from doing certain things. They... T- turned it and kind of did, I wouldn't even call it a satire, but they they did it in an artistic way to kind of bring light to it. But Mm -hmm. then also, you know, they had the shirt be a little bit unique. So Lupe actually came to the defense of Drake and he said, yes, it's two pictures of six in blackface. The one Pusha has as the cover is connected to another one, but it's cropped off. He continued on by saying both together actually present a powerful duality of representation and race and its expectations on art. yeah. And of course, you know, we may look at this and be like, well, how is is this a representation? Why is this, you know, like, why is Lupe saying this? If you know about blackface, you would know that it goes back to the minstrel show. The minstrel show began around the 1830s with white men dressing up as plantation slaves. By the 1840s, this became a central event within the entertainment and in life And it was remembered by even Mark Twain as the old-time nigger show. Crazy. Crazy, right? And it was filled with dark comedic and overtop songs and dances. There were three main characters that came for it. Jim Crow, Mr. Tamba, who was the musician. Zip Kuhn, the free black man. Uh, because black men couldn't be in the shows white men depicted these characters. But then also this show gave birth to some of the negative stereotypical archetypes that even applied to women like the mammy. That's one of the negative stereotypes that uh, even today um, is, is somewhat portrayed in, in media. I mean, it's, it's improving a lot more than it has before. But everything from like the, the help Mm-hmm. That's the mammy, yeah. the, the baby mama. That goes back to the promiscuity stereotype and archetype that they developed through those shows and also just through um, previous history, uh, things that were done, et cetera. Now, it's interesting because although it has that connotation and duality that Lupe Fiasco says that has so much power, it can also be played into the fact that it's like, going back to what I said, about how in the hip hop culture right now, there are black artists who have predominantly white fan bases. Yeah, It's kind of like the minstrel show. Mm -hmm. It's like the black caricature is entertaining and playing um, crazy personalities, being wild for the purpose of entertaining a white audience. Yeah.
1: That's a great take. Um, (laughs) It really is. I agree. I think um, it shows a a sense of vulnerability for Drake. Number one, him wanting to do something like that. Um, Obviously, it's uh, Toronto-based brand, so it makes sense. He probably had a relationship with these people and wanted Mm -hmm. to kind of help him out. Um, But I think it's very telling that he's dealt with these identity uh, colorism issues for God knows how long. And he got the opportunity to do this back in 2008 and jumped at the opportunity never did he think I'm sure that it would come back to bite him mm. negatively when it, it it from what it appears he had positive intentions, uh be it with the brand and with uh the designers. And even the, the, the guy uh David Liz um he he then he, you know was defending the art and said he was most proud of this body of work um and that it was actually Drake's idea to do the blackface, which um was was really I was taken back by it a little bit. Like, who, who thinks to do that? It's it's almost similar to, you know, the, the, the MAGA hat, or it's almost similar to a bunch of other um, things that are happening out there where, you know, you're you're trying to take something uh, negative mm-hmm. and, and put a positive spin on it, but yeah. there's so much toxic association with, you know, like, the MAGA hats and, and, and the blackface that it's like, you shouldn't, you should just kind of stay away from it. Mm-hmm. The same thing with, like, actors in Hollywood. Like, a lot of Prominent actors like Dave Chappelle never wanted to get dressed up as a woman because they now you feel like it's it's like blackface. It's like you're selling your soul. So um, it's interesting. It's really, really interesting.
0: And even more. um, I saw this tweet. It was by uh, David Dennis, Jr., how he was saying that you can even tie uh, Drake wanting to do that blackface to the artist Fonte. So he was saying how I mean, obviously, David, the way that he explained it is a little bit different than mine mm-hmm. because he's a little bit upset with Drake in the sense that he feels like Drake is continuously biting from Fonty or has previously continued uh, to bite from Fonty. Mm-hmm. So him, um, well, in the, let me kind of go back. Yeah, I have so much information. <laughs> it's so as I so, of course, you have the, the North Carolina group Little Brother consi- consisting of Fonte, Big Pooh, and Ninth Wonder. Their second album was the Minstrel, Shro- minstrel Show Project in 2005. Mm-hmm. It played off of the stereotypical advertisement and displays of African Americans. It was kind of like a satire um, based off of the, 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 the basics and, and the, the historical context of Minstrel. Yeah. And... Um, essentially, I think he was saying was like, you know, Drake liked Fonti, and I think he outwardly or maybe in some shape or form has expressed his, um, following and, 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 and liking to Fonti as an artist and mm-hmm. even the group. And he was saying that he felt that that minstrel blackface was biting off of Fonti in the sense that he was saying that Drake has a tendency to not just love artists, but in a sense, like it's like he wants to become the artist that he loves, or utilize certain things from those artists into his own art.
1: Well, this is my thing. I think that um, music is subjective and expressionary. So I mean, most people do that. Like it's the same thing when you when you're a kid growing up and you're watching basketball. Like I want to be like Mike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You 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 emulate him. You study him. You yeah. you you know, you, you learn everything about the person that you admire to then hopefully one day surpass. I don't think that there's anything abnormal about that. I think that as an artist, um, and that's what I do like about Drake, as an artist he, he often does talk a lot about people that he's admired throughout the years. Like he, he openly, I think everyone knows this now, but to the, to the casual um, listener, or a viewer of hip-hop, he, he has often spoken a lot about Pusher T and about, mm. a lot about the big artists that he admired so much and, you know, just respected. So I'm not really taken back by that, even though I, I, I do... I see where Fonte's point is. I get what he's saying, but if anything, I would take that as more of a humbling thing versus a biting thing. You get what I mean? Yeah. Because hip-hop, again, hip-hop goes in stages and waves. Like, you, you'll have something that sounds duplicative. Uh you know, prime example would be like um uh, I don't know, uh Biggie and Shine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Biggie came out, he had a very distinctive voice, very distinctive flow, had a swagger, you know what I'm saying? And then Shine came along, came along and the first thing people said was, "Oh, he's trying to be he's trying to be Biggie. He's trying to be Biggie. Why can't the nigga just sound like that?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he does, you know what I mean? So um I don't know. I don't know. What what did you think about um Which I I really liked, I will say, the Surgical Summer line. He kept saying Surgical Summer. For for me, this, it seems like Push has a lot prepared.
0: Oh, yeah. He's dissecting everything, not even just like in the sense of taking his time in terms of this diss and this beef. Like, he is coming at it from like a surgeon you're not you don't want to rush a surgery you want to do it and perfect it Mm -hmm. but you also have to be prepared and prepared in advance for it but also he's dissecting all of drake's quote-unquote hidden secrets
1: yeah he he's he's digging deep um and again not for nothing i think the both of them are just getting started I read a bunch mm-hmm. of articles where people were like, oh, um, you know, what more can he say? Or he, he, yeah. he, he shot his load. There's no way he shot it. He, he definitely shot his load. I don't know. <laughs> because, like, Push in the first record, He if you go back to the first record that he drops, um, he talked a lot about, he hinted at the blackface mm-hmm. dancing around for white folks. Like, he hinted at that and then drops this record. I think he has a lot more in the tuck, and I think he's well more prepared than... What I thought that he was.
0: (laughs) But the whole surgical uh, aspect of it, that verse, um, it's actually tied to another one. And it's very interesting how it's tied to, and how, and and it even goes back to like Greek mythology. I know, sounds crazy. (laughs) Why?
1: But there's a reason behind it. It goes
0: back to Greek, Greek mythology and also the meaning behind both the number six and the number seven.
1: Okay, I'm following.
0: All right. Now so, before you get into that, oh, I, I yeah. will
1: say that Pusha at the listening session that I was at, he and I forgot to I neglected to mention this before, he spoke a lot about the number seven. He, said,
0: a lot he, it. Said, he said he
1: said we're moving in sevens now. Um, and you know, he said something like this is a mythical number, some some shit that he said.
0: There's a mythology, mythical, and even um number in terms of like so what I saw was in terms of the number seven It's you can actually look at it as if um, like you yourself are a representation of the number seven. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you constantly see a certain number um, I've been always told, if you constantly see a number, whether it's three, four, whatever that you should always look up the meaning because there's something behind it. I know Mm -hmm. for some people that may sound crazy, but you never know. And so the number seven is, and even the whole like, surgical revealing of truth concept goes back to when he was uh, talking about Adonis. Mm -hmm. When he was talking about Adonis is your son and deserves more than Adidas press run. For those who don't know the whole Greek mythology behind this, um, basically Adonis was conceived through incestuous relationships between, um, don't kill me for the names, there's some crazy names, but I think it's like Meyer and King sin- Sinras, Sinras, I'm just going to say Sin, or no, that's not really good. <laughs> Sinras.
1: <laughs> like, clean it up.
0: Siniras. <laughs> whatever. We're just going to call him Sin-Sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, the king couldn't accept Adonis as his child. And later on in life, the goddess Aphrodite and Persephone, the goddess of fertility and death, they both loved Adonis. Adonis eventually died.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: Uh, but Zeus res- resurrected him, and he eventually lived six months in the upper world with Aphrodite and six months in the lower world with Persephone. This is kind of like going back to the number seven. Mm-hmm. Living within the, the world of the living and living within the world of the dead. Yeah, Life, death, tied to number seven. Also, you can look at it even as, you know, something along the lines of, like, uh, uh, custody, like a custody battle uh-huh. or child custody, spending some time with one family member or even dad or mom, spending another time with the other. But it gets better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the whole story is basically uh, is a story of a divinity who falls in love with a mortal, and the mortal ends up suffering, a.k.a. the child ends up suffering. But even if you go continue the story and you go to the king who conceived Adonis, His story is even tied back to what happened with Adonis and even tying back to just the whole concept with Drake and Push-Up. So the king, I'm just going to call him the king, he promised Agamemnon. Agamemnon, if you guys know about the Battle of Troy and everything, Mm -hmm. he's the king of Argos. He promised to provide him with ships and just additional things, but he did not keep his word. He's kind of considered a snake. Subsequently, he was punished by Apollo, who beat him in a musical contest like Apollo did with his brother, I think it's his brother, Marseus, to see who is better, who is a better musician and who is better with the lyre, which is an instrument.
1: I ain't gonna lie, you're body in this right now.
0: This is kind of like, Pusha T versus Drake in the sense of and, and and there's and you can even look at it in you know many ways as possible. Obviously, Adonis is kind of like the representation of his child, mm-hmm. while Drake is the representation representation of the king. And how Apollo, who is the best musician, comes in and wants to annihilate the king um, for many reasons. Obviously, because of his treachery. But he also, he wants to beat him in a music contest because he's also beaten other people in a music contest. Apollo eventually kills the king, though. So is that symbolic in the terms of Pusha coming in saying, he is Apollo, and he wants to come and annihilate Drake, a.k.a., you know, metaphorically kill him? But even more interesting, Apollo is the god of music, god of truth, prophecy, and light. And that goes back to... Pusha T's previous references of God in New God Flow and My God. Mm. And, and within those, if you know about those songs, he utilizes himself in situations as God references. Kanye has done the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You go back to the number seven. This is where it gets a little crazy. <laughs> uh, actually, no, not even going back to the number seven. We're going to first go into the fact that the number six. So the number six itself, from a biblical standpoint, is a not so good number. Mm -hmm. It's an evil number in a sense. Um, But it also, on just a regular meaning aspect, it's harmonious. It revolves around true revelation, opening doors and new paths. Six is also the glue that keeps a family or community together, but also uh, someone who is seeing six or, or considered a six person can be become involved in lives of those dear to them or in this case or, or, or not. Six can also be jealous, smug, and arrogant, especially toward other authority figures or institutions. Mm. Catching it?
1: I'm rolling right now. So
0: number seven, though. Seven is completeness and perfection. It derives much from the meaning And it's even tied directly to God's creation of all things. The word created is used seven times, Mm -hmm. describing God's creative work. As a whole, the Bible is divided into seven major divisions. Jesus performed seven miracles. It's a very godly number.
1: I think it's also interesting now, too. um, They're both playing with spirits. Like, Mm the name of, of Drake's record is called Duppy. I found out that that is uh, a term for dead man or ghost. Mm-hmm. And now with this new information that you've brought to the table here, it seems like they're they're both really <laughs> like they've done their due diligence. Like they are mm-hmm. really digging deep and symbolically trying to kill each other.
0: They are, and it's it's crazy. Whether whether for certain aspects, it's like I said, it's indirectly or directly. Direct. Um, there's so much metaphors and symbolism yeah. within both of their distracts. tracks, and even like even a regular meaning for the number seven. The number seven is a person. Well, a person who is based on the, that number is a searcher of truth, always trying to understand the underlying hidden truths. Mm-hmm. Knows that things aren't exactly what it seems, and that reality is often hidden behind the illusions. The number resonates with spiritual awakening, enlightenment, and awareness. Yeah, Tying back to Apollo, tying back to Pusha T, wanting to know the truth and push out the hidden truth of Drake.
1: Hence him going at his integrity. I am 100% rolling with your theory.
0: And it, and, it, and it's crazy how this is all tied, and then obviously like even this is tied to Kanye with going for the truth,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, with with that, like I said, I I, I know some truths. Oh I, my gosh. I, I, I know I know some truths that I will say, and I'm gonna keep saying these are not original thoughts. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> we we will address this at a later time. And I know a lot of a lot of them uh, have DM me and, and asked what I'm talking about. Timing is everything, ladies and gentlemen. I I know more than the casual, and um, we'll just we'll just leave it there. <laughs> I've tried not to say it. I've tried not to say it. But seven. Yeah, yeah. That, that seven theory. Um, I roll with until I you know have a little bit more information, which you guys will have to. But
0: wait, and also didn't Kanye say he took seven pills?
1: He took seven pills.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And yeah. before I, just one more thing before we kind of continue. Circling is all back to the Adidas thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who know about Adidas, you would know that the name derives from Adolf Dassler. I, Adi, Adolf das, yeah. Dassler, Adidas. That's where you get it from. Um, and then even with that name, Adidon, obviously Adonis Dassler. Yeah. Creating that, or Adolf creating all that stuff. Um, but what Pusha T did, which was really, really smart, and I also saw someone else tweet about this. He fucked it up for them yeah. because when you type up that name, now all you really see is the blackface. Yeah. He made it an SEO nightmare.
1: Yeah. And that's what I said. It, he he didn't just go for. Drake's integrity he went for Drake's future rollout of a, a major sneaker like and we talked about this a lot remember we, I, I, I said I said yo, I find it interesting that um you know because we we'd heard rumors that uh, he was going over to Adidas but you didn't hear anything because he started you know you, you used to see Drake in nothing but Jordan shit yeah. Jordan brand shit all types of exclusive kicks then you start seeing him in booths. and I'm like Drake don't wear booths. like what, what what's happening here and then I start seeing him in in, in fucking Adidas sweatsuits then the sweet Adidas jumpers. Then I saw him in an uh, Adidas hoodie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to, to Adidas. So for Pusher to then take that information, which I'm sure he easily got from Kanye or someone up there, because, again, for people that don't know, Pusher T does have a sneaker with Adidas as well. Mm-hmm. I, pu- I purchased them, and I think that they're fire. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, plug. I think that that is interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting that he is kind he's he's foiling a plan right now Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I like it I like where his head's at because I remember early on I said yo I you know I've never seen uh you know you know Pusha T is is lyrical like I I didn't that's never a question for me I worry about all the other shit Especially when it comes to Drake. Drake is, is surgical. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's very precise. You've said that um, many a times. You know, I think we, it's it's a common thing. You, you kind of know when you're dealing with Drake, you have to be very, very smart. He's very mm-hmm. strategic and very calculated, and he, and he never does anything without their having a backup plan or something to follow it up with. So that was my concern. And then now to, you know, especially with your breakdown, now all is coming to life. It's like the light bulbs are off now. Like, mm-hmm. now seeing what really went into this process. And we're only two records in. Like, we're only two records in right now. And it sounds like, again, from the both of them, that they are both going to be committed this summer. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was just a punchline. I'm like, all summer, you know what I mean? Like, all oh, so all oh, summer 16. <laughs> I think it may be all summer 16. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think that they are 100% with the shits this summer.
0: Oh, yeah. He met, he met his match. Yeah. Drake met his match.
1: It, it, it appears to be this way. And I, and if I'm being honest, I wonder if Drake really anticipated uh, things escalating this quickly the way he pushed it. Like, Push, you know, most people, uh, which leads me to believe, and I, I know I'm rambling, but it also leads me to believe that Push really has more in the tuck. Like, for you to release this amount of powerful information early mm-hmm. on. What else is there <laughs> that you're hiding? <laughs> like what else is, is it's happening? Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, Drake didn't really say that much in the first record. He just flowed better. And I thought about it as well. Like um, I think on a from a disrespectful perspective, Pusha T's uh, we can agree that Pusha T's verse is super disrespectful. Yep. Like that's up there with, like, the super uglies, the, the hit him up the, the Like, mm-hmm. it, it's up there. But when I think about replay value, you can listen to Drake's more. You know what I mean? Like, it, it has a, a different replay value. But even with all of that, I still think that uh, Drake is in a fight. Like, and I wonder if Drake at this point realizes that he's in a fight. Like, push ain't come to play.
0: Oh, no, he's known. And that's why, like, looking back, I... I don't know if I don't know if I told you specifically but I was telling I was saying how like the fact that he named his album Scorp- scorpion is because obviously you know that that creature has a very very nasty sting. Yeah. I feel like he, like what you basically said when it comes to beef, people know about it in advance. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's part of the reason why he named his album Scorpion. That yeah. now we're starting to see everything come together. Yeah, definitely. It's all starting to make sense. All the puzzle pieces are coming, and it's just. And and I think I saw someone also saying that they tweeted out that he is going to be coming back with intensity. I don't know what that means.
1: Well, yeah. uh, It was in our group chat. Our group chat's been late. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I think uh, I'm scrolling now. Uh, Said that Van Lavin. um, Mm. Yeah, Van Lavin uh, from TMZ said, um, have it on an incredibly good source that Drake is about to deal with the situation. And that's quote, unquote, deal with the situation. Which, I mean, that doesn't really, whatever. Like, uh, we already know Drake's not going to take this line down. Like, we knew that, but um, I wonder when this now happens. When when do we hear Drake's response? Because the other thing, too, um, Pusha didn't really... He, he skipped all of the semantics. And yeah. by semantics, I mean, he didn't really address shit from that record, from the... Uh, from the Drake record He just went straight For the shits Like and fuck Listen fuck all of that Let, Let's talk about you And your life And how you're living Life these days <laughs> you're, you're not claiming kids You're a deadbeat dad uh, You know You're washed Like it, I don't know I'm excited <laughs> yo,
0: yo Drake came And said Yo you're a washed rapper." And he And then uh, Push Up Was like Yo fuck your mama Fuck your family <laughs> yo, You all can die Like that's basically Where he Yeah like, it. Like,
1: like nigga I haven't seen your kid Before you seen the kid Like he, he's going He's mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I did not think things would escalate this quickly.
0: But you know what? This was
1: needed. Like I think so too. Rap
0: beefs or hip hop beefs, they've been so social media based. It's yeah. like now we are really seeing it within the lyrics. We're really seeing the intensity within the music. Yes. But but knowing Drake, I'm sure. This is gonna transpire into some other form of medium.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: or Pusha T may do the same. We don't know.
1: Well, at this point, now seeing how um, Pusha is so calculated, I got him winning this battle right now. Present day, mm. he's winning. Like, is 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 the W record a better record than uh, than the uh, Adonis record? Yes. Does it impact? more does the adonis record impact drake more than the duppy did to um to a push yeah like he 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 wants he he has a good tactic right now he's not going the money route he can't win that mm-hmm. he's not going the fame route can't win that even yeah. though he kind of you know he can't win that <laughs> he's not going the the uh sales he's not going he's he's speaking facts Mm -hmm. like and if even i I, the one part of the the record where he talks about um love that baby uh make of your world yuck, like all of that shit um and then he talks about the adidas rollout uh you know whatever and then he said that's real
0: yeah
1: he's saying nothing but real things like he's he's not being with the gimmicks he's not with the the wordplay like even when i went back and listened and Drake mentions uh, his push fiance. I, I couldn't, yeah. and we talked about this. I couldn't. I couldn't really find the correlation outside of just the putting the ring on or whatever. Like I couldn't yeah. really. I guess it was one of those things where Drake was like, "All right, look, I know who your fiance is." But Pusha was like, "Look, I don't. Let's talk. Let's talk factual. If you if you want to play, yeah. You know what I mean? We can get into that aspect. So, do you think that Drake asked for it? Like, do you think he opened up Pandora's box, a box that maybe he should have? kept close, or do we think that this was coming out regardless because Pusha ain't come to play?
0: I mean, we're at the climax. This has been something that has been going on back and forth for some time. We are at the peak right now, Mm -hmm. and we're going to see who's going to fall off that mountain. Even if it's for a little bit, we're going to see who's going to fall off that mountain. But I also have a theory about Pusha T's tactics. What are you thinking? I think Pusha T is taking what Drake did to Meek Mill and throwing it back in his face?
1: You think so? So I I, I thought about that. I thought about it as well. Um, and again, going back to the, the Def Jam event uh, for the Daytona shit, um, um, uh, Push talked a lot about, you know, uh, why Meek wasn't on the record. He pretty much said, which I'm sure it's, on every blog now, but he said that um, he didn't have the heart to ask Meek, you know, to get on the record because he'd just come home and you yeah. know he saw these pictures with his kids. And he said the one time where he really thought about doing it, um, he Facetime Pusher, and then um, he was with his kid, and he was like, "Uh, I'll, I'll holler at you later, man. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you later." <laughs> so you can tell that they they have a tight bond. Yeah. Do I do I think that um, while you know, Meek is on his run of everything is, is cool and, you know, none of the yeah. positive. Do I think it still stings? Yeah, it still stings. Yeah. I'm sure that they've had conversations. I'm sure you know what I mean. Like he push knows how he feels. I think Push learned from a lot of of Drake's tactics. Yeah. And he didn't he he waited. i think um i also do think i wonder what would have happened if it wasn't a, a holiday weekend because again we had put him on the clock like it was like all right fam you got to respond yeah because you know but a lot of people didn't put him on that caliber of mc which is still craziest shit to me but they didn't put him on that caliber of an mc to have to respond within 24 hours because it was a holiday weekend mm. so cool we get the bye weekend but now that we're here and he responds I wonder what happens now after Drake responds. What is the buy time? Yeah. And I, I, I kind of think that Pusha is gonna kind of like he talked a lot about time, all throughout this project, all with the interviews I've seen, even at the Def Jam event, he st- he spoke a lot about a time and having the luxury of that. Mm-hmm. I don't. He's not in a rush. And even at the end of the record, he was yeah. like, we going we're gonna take this nice and slow." We're gonna take this. And I'm gonna walk. Surgical. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna peel this all back, and we're gonna take it nice and slow. I think that uh, this is also going to change how rap battles are perceived and how you engage. Because mm-hmm. before it was like, oh man, if you don't do it, then you know you, you you're scared or you know you don't have anything. Now I think time time is important time especially with this particular situation Mm -hmm. you better have all your ducks in a row before you shoot because you never know what's what's coming back
0: exactly and i mean it's like with pusha t also like what does he have to prove he's he's proven himself that's why he doesn't have to rush 24 hours and obviously he came very very well prepared but i think that like going back to the whole utilizing drake tactics he understood that especially beefs with drake it's not just about the song anymore oh yeah no it's that's why he brought the photo out the photo became the joke the people got upset about it became memes it, it ranks high for S- SEO for uh, the Adidas uh, line that Drake has going on. Like, he understands in order to go against Drake, you can't just make it about the music. And that was one of the problems with Meek Mill, is not yeah. him not understanding the internet.
1: It was more than just music. It's just Meek, more than music Meek, with him. Meek was like, oh, I, I could rap. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit more that goes into it. And, I, and, I, and if I'm being honest, I don't think that, um, I think this was light. As scary as that may sound, like s- we said early on in this episode, I think it was light. I don't think that he really is all the way outing shit yet. I think that there's more in the tuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know he's he's not on Summer Jam bill. I wouldn't be surprised if he came popped out of Summer Jam or one of them popped out of Summer Jam. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be a crazy summer, yeah. and these gentlemen are committed.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what's funny. <laughs> Yo, he made sure that freaking probably Drake was listening to Hot 97. He made sure he had to hear all those freaking bombs before yeah. he even oh. <laughs> got the full song. Oh. And he had to listen to five other songs before he even heard that song. Yo, that is
1: and what, what other places, torture. Yeah, what other <laughs> place to go than to Flex, where you know that fucking Flex just, oh. he hates Drake. Like, <laughs> what other place to go? But I want smoke, it's going down. Like, <laughs> damn, okay? Like, you went to Flex?
0: Yeah, but that shit was funny because it was like confused poo,
1: about poo, 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 poo. Mad fire. Talking fireworks. about
0: your fro going poo, poo,
1: poo, poo, poo.
0: <laughs> Not even allowing you to put this, the yeah, verses together.
1: Man. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Flex got to shit with the bombs. <laughs> Flex got to chill with the bombs, man. My Times like this, just let the record at least go one time then drop the bombs after. But I guess that's why he's Flex. And we're, we're podcasting, so I get it.
0: No, I just think that's funny how like during the initial listen you heard all these bombs and then towards the end he's like, all right, I'm gonna play it in its entirety. Yeah. And there's no bonds in its it. Just playing in its entirety.
1: He's so good for that, man. <laughs> so, I guess I, I want to ask this question: um, What does Pusha have to do to win this battle? Should hmm. he, does he stick with the integrity route, or do you see him going another route?
0: Well, integrity's out the door. When you add a family member, more specifically, when you talk about someone's fiancé, someone's mother, their wife, their husband, or their children, integrity goes out the door. Like, especially when it's in that, especially when it's in a context that it really doesn't have to be added into. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit goes out the door. Yeah. So, at this point, integrity, I mean, of course, there is still a little bit in little bit of integrity i know people may think it's crazy but there is a little bit of integrity in the sense that like no one's getting shot for this Oh it's just all music um but that's out the door yeah so anything is possible
1: so here's the here's the other debate i had with person that shall remain nameless i said all right going the integrity route uh, route right now pushes up Mm mm-hmm if Drake tries to go the integrity route and finds nothing on Push, which I do find it hard hard to believe, everyone has skeletons, everyone mm-hmm. has, has done something. But let's say his resources have do not stretch to the length that Pushers did, getting the information that he got, and he just comes up short and finds nothing on Pusher. That will be as detrimental as mm-hmm. these pictures, as the Adonis, as everything else that was said. What 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 happens here, <laughs> like? Do we get another uh, back-to-back record? Do we mm-hmm. get like what can what can happen? Because again, there was a lot that was said. He talked about his pops' suit. <laughs> he talked about his father leaving his mom. Mm-hmm. Like they, this was per, this was personal. This was personal. So
0: it was yeah. Oh my god, he went for everyone in his close circle. Yeah, almost. yeah. He wasn't fucking around. He was not messing around. But I do have a question. I'm trying to find. So there's a tweet by Carly Hustle that. Made me really think. I was like, "Wow, this is really, really interesting." Um, I know it's something that like you may hear, and you may be like, "Well, you know, you should think about it." But when it comes into the heat of the moment, when it comes to beefs, like sometimes there's things that takes you a while to process. Um, I don't I can't find it, but uh, I think you know if she's listening, she can correct me. But I think it was she mentioned how, why is it with rap beefs that women are always, you know. Uh, receiving kind of like the blow when it comes between like a a, a man versus man rap beef. Mm-hmm. I mean, even pre like even before there have been rap beefs where like women were uh, mentioned as a diss. Same thing with this. Women are mentioned as disses. Why like?
1: Well, that's that's because women are quaint queen, are, are queens. What better way to to get at someone than to talk about the one closest to them?
0: But then, but then some of them are gonna not all, but then what if they receive the black backlash for for it, but not even are involved with it? You know how Twitter is. You know how people are
1: crazy. But but that's what I say. That's what comes with dating an artist, and that's what happens when you're in the music business, and that's what happens when you're an artist beefing. Their casualties will be lost. A lot of a lot of uh, when this war is over, you will hear a lot of medic get get the stretcher. <laughs> help <laughs> we need bandages <laughs> like lives are going to be lost and that's metaphorically not mm-hmm. you know physically like lives will be lost casualties will be had it, 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 that's what happens so I mean you know you, you get what you sign up for you like the, you like the glitz and glam you like the poppin' artist you like the, the, <laughs> you like the, the fancy vacations alright when that smoke comes just be prepared for what happens because they're going to dig up shit on you too It bees like that
0: I told you guys, that's I've, episodes before, that's why I was like, I don't date rappers. <laughs> 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 I am not trying to be in no song.
1: Yo, man.
0: Thank you, you sir. You, I'm good. You
1: will become material very quickly. What better way to get at somebody than the person that they love? And that's just what it is. Listen,
0: so. don't be adding me in no song, because I'm telling you right now, Mama Simon will come at your door, Word. cut your balls off. Oh,
1: <laughs> I, I, I wanted to talk about something, too. Um did you see those tweets from um, SZA? With the vocal cords? Yeah. What was that yeah. about? Um,
0: I think I, I saw on I think it was on TDE's Twitter or one of them. Um, she had a vo- vocal cord strain and. They had to take her off of the tour because, like, if she continues, it
1: basically will fuck shit up. Well, yeah. Per her tweet, she said that it's it's fucked up. She said, "My voice is permanently injured." Great. Tonight was the test. That settles that and gives a thumbs up. Then says, "I just want to be left alone. Uh, My priorities are fucked up. They've been fucked up. I need space. Goodbye." And this was a tweet and delete.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. This. But on
1: the snap. Snap God, so I caught that.
0: So this was the news. I guess this was like the press release out for Top Dog. It says I got some bad news. I have to take Siza off for a few days on the tour. Her vocal cords are swollen and she has to rest her voice to prevent any permanent damage. We've been monitored monitoring monitoring. God, I can't talk
1: tonight. <laughs> <Her> <laughs> emergency episode. <laughs> emergency <episodes. Don't laughs> emergency
0: episode, yo, we tired. You know how, you know, that's another thing too. Push t and Drake. Y'all don't care about us having work in the mornings, Yo. I tell you. Y'all are killing us. Shit, crazy. Can y'all drop it at 8 a.m. or something yeah. during my lunchtime? My gosh. Um, anyway, but they said that they were going to monitor her closely, and this is the reason she missed um, Arizona and New Mexico dates. She'll see the doctor again in a few days, and they'll update us on her status. Um, based off what she was saying, be a lot more serious than we think
1: yeah um so you know prayers up to SZA I, I love SZA man I would hate mm-hmm. you know I know we we talked early on about her uh you know talking about stepping away from music you know and and you know she didn't want to do it anymore or whatever was happening and then to hear her then now talk about you know hey my priorities are fucked up and all this other stuff that's happening yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned yeah. um not that I know her but you know um I just like her music, I like what she represents, so I hope I hope that she is okay.
0: Yeah, why is it that when things are always looking super great, there's that one shitstorm that comes and fucking rains on your parade heavily.
1: Yeah. Like
0: I, why like why is that? And I've seen that happen not only with uh, celebrities, but I've seen that happen with people in my personal life when things get so super great and perfect. It's like Sunshine gone.
1: Uh, well, I, I'm a firm believer is that uh, that's God's way of saying, "All right, you're comfortable. We we got to shake shit up so you can elevate a little bit more." I think. I think this is just for for SZA and just people like that, like even your friends. It's a test. It's it's one of those things where yeah. it's like, "All right, let's 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 uh, blossom you a little bit more." So. Yeah.
0: Yo, sorry. <laughs> Yo, from uh, DJ Booth, he put a tweet up saying, Drake is petty enough to legally change his son's name in spite of Pusha. The kid will be Drake Jr. by
1: October. <laughs> <laughs> Yo.
0: <laughs> I mean, SEO-wise, that would be really hard for Pusha T to it, kind of ruin. It, it,
1: it would. It would. Um, yeah, what do you do? What do yeah, you do you with that? you spend
0: a lot of money to get rid of all that Drake news
1: yeah, under his man, name. Yeah, that's a that lot. Hard that's hard to do. Oh. <laughs> I don't know um, I guess before we close We want to talk about Fucking Kim Kardashian Meeting Donald Trump For prison reform Oh my god Somehow I feel like This is OJ's fault <laughs> I don't know man I think it's OJ's fault
0: Why because her dad Was his
1: lawyer yeah, and yeah Some
0: people think that
1: Yeah I don't know <laughs> the juice man it's the juice effect i don't know
0: but y'all see that photo i'm sorry that photo is photoshop worthy i hope reddit or someone gets a hold of that photo yeah. and just tears it up and makes it hilarious they're gonna
1: cook that shit they're gonna cook it bad
0: yo oh my god it's so high quality so much space like there's so much yo if you can photoshop please photoshop within that photo and send it to us i'm really i'm i'm so impressed by the photoshoppers on twitter y'all need to come out in droves and work on that
1: yeah basically they'll, they'll they'll figure it out so i don't know man exciting times exciting times i've been losing a lot of sleep just because i live for this type of shit
0: oh my god me too that's why i cannot talk properly today. yeah
1: we've all been up like just <laughs> preparing and you know we were gearing up to record and then god called us god called us to the <laughs> Seven.
0: <laughs> seven. <laughs> suck, suck, well, suck, actually, suck. crazy enough, we did start around seven,
1: which is which is ironic.
0: Yo. yeah, we did we did start we did recording around seven, yeah, guys.
1: Yeah, so you know we we, we with the myth- mythology, the Greek mythology, Athena <laughs> <A laughs> and all that good gangster shit. So, um, let us know what you think. Again, uh, this is an impromptu emergency episode per uh, fam Y'all request. you asked for it. Y'all asked for it, so we giving it to you cash um, at me word uh <laughs> let us know your thoughts we will be uh again we're going to put this in the group chat now and to the group chat people thank you salute um let us know your thoughts and everything um check us out grassroots pod on instagram twitter uh facebook um youtube uh even though this won't be on youtube well maybe we'll put it no, on youtube it's just gonna so be
0: on youtube it just won't have a video yeah we'll, just, yeah we'll
1: just put the uh, audio on youtube so we don't, we don't neglect those people um and then again, we have episodes dropping tomorrow, so be, we're not we're not finished back yet. Back to back. If, if Drake <laughs> and Pusher dropping bars, we're dropping bars too. <laughs> Goddammit. Oh <laughs> uh, man. All right. With that said, us uh, Brandon, Killer I'm Aaron Ashley Simon. And we out. Yee.